Hi there, and welcome to another Midmitten Gaming Podcast. A mouthful there. Uh, with me today is uh, I'm GM Jeff, and then with me today is uh, what's your, what are you going with today? Just juice. It's the Canadian for juice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we also have Irvin Armitage with us today. And hey uh, guys, do you want to confirm is that Canadian for juice? Uh, you know what. Maybe depends if there's maple syrup in it. Then it'll be Canadian for you. <laughs> I don't know. I had maple syrup today, so <laughs> like real maple syrup or yeah. like yeah, real maple syrup. We had American pink. corn syrup that's called maple syrup. No, Michigan uh, no. gets some real maple syrup. Here, we have the maple syrup festival here in Shepherd. It's all fresh made maple. Yeah, syrup. Yeah, you guys that. are basically Canada, anyways, where you guys live. You got yep. enough. You got enough maple trees around here. Then as soon as long as we do, yeah, all yeah, of our Canada police light. horses. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about um, the North American Championship. Uh, Irvin won that, uh, which is pretty cool. So we'll hear a little bit more about that, and um, then uh, yeah. So, but first, we're going to we're going to talk a little hobby progress. So I was told to kick that off. Um, so <laughs> hobby progress wise, oh man, it's been a minute since our last podcast. We're going to get back to recording regularly for you guys, but you know, holidays are kind of crazy. Um, but I've been working on some competition pieces, um, for Adepticon kind of getting ready for that is a big thing that I'm doing. Uh, and then, so I got like a bunch of built models over here that I need to paint. And then, um, I also have a rather large Trazerite commission that is almost completed being built. And then I got to paint it. So I, I know who that's for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might look exactly like you. So well, uh, not as handsome. Not as handsome. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I've been doing some of that stuff, um, and this isn't really hobby, but I have slowly been trying to clean my hot my like hobby room down here or whatever my studio. It's a slow. It's a slow grind. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yep. Anyway, yeah. it's it's pretty messy. Juice, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, my hobby progress has been a little bit slower than that, but I'm not preparing for any competition pieces. Uh, um, what I am doing, though, is I've been painting up some Relic Blade stuff. That's been really fun for a palette cleanser. Really enjoying the models, and so that's been really good. I paint up a little Carnival stuff. I'm primed anyway and got that set. Um and then I primed some Freeblades models. I got the new Trazerites, so the Vanguard and all that fun stuff. So I was, I'm really excited for them running them in the campaign. Tarch, I got him primed up, hopefully painted. Trying to get back, just trying to get better at just painting when I can. It's hard to get motivation. I, I don't have a studio, as Jeff mentioned, so I use a TV tray with yeah. paint on it that I move around with my light. So. Been there, done that. Yeah, so it's kind of demotivating at times, but it's been fun. I, I feel like um, just by practice, I've I feel like a little bit better. I think the Pro Acryl Monument Hobby paints help, though. <laughs> they go yeah, on so nice. Like they go good, on really they're such nice. a good paint. We switched to their stuff. Yep. Yeah, it's amazing the difference. You know, you go from Citadel to Vallejo, and then you go to those, and it's like whoa, it's like small, medium, and large here. You know, and 
decent, better, best, those kind of things. But I don't know. Vallejo's got its, I like some of its stuff. But yeah, just coming from Citadel, it's like, wow. But um, yeah, it's been it's been really good. I've been enjoying it a lot. So um, just been assembling some models and got a little bit for Christmas. So that was, was really nice. So Yeah, we got the unsanctioned tournament coming up here in February. Are you uh, are you gonna run Goran's Menagerie? Thinking about it. Uh, what are the dates on that again, Jeff? So we can tell our listeners here. Our, our thousands of listeners. Um, yes. <laughs> all both of you. Uh, <laughs> we have some in Australia. I'll have you know. <laughs> yeah. So if you Aussies want to swing over and uh, you know play with us, uh, you can stay in my basement. I guess. Um, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Disclosure, you probably can't, but uh. <laughs> uh so there's uh February eighteenth. Um location is still T B D but probably in Alma. And next level espresso. So anyway, that's good. Uh Irvin, what about you? What what have you been doing hobby wise? Uh, as you guys know, I'm an avid painter who spends all my time painting models and not Ooh. paying other people to do so. That's right. Uh, but no, uh, we've been in, uh, yesterday we cemented the first two by four feet of our terrain t- entry for Adepticon, uh, Mastercrafted coin. So that is on the docket and we'll hopefully get that done soon. We're actually doing a four by six board. Uh, the first Ooh. four feet will be, the first four feet will be a tournament board. And then the final two feet will be look look cool, and we're using it for our uh, Kevin and I are running a uh, actually a one-off uh, encounter game for Free Blades on an uh, Adepticon, basically attacking the collective. Uh, so that'll be a fun thing we're doing. So we're working on that board. That board's going to be for that encounter, but also for the entry for Mastercrafted coins. Other than that, not really miniature gaming related, but uh, last Saturday, this this past Saturday, I DM'd a Dungeons and Dragon game for the first time. So, ooh, did you teach me nails? No, I did not. I know. No, no, it was uh, we it was a few guys, probably four new players and two returning players. You could kind of say, and me. So it was a big, big group of PCs, and uh, I thought I'd made a homebrew one, and I thought it'd last about three and a half hours so we started at 8 30 the plan was to go to around 12 uh, we ended at 2 30 in the morning so there, there you it, go. Was, it was fun though other than that uh not much other hobby related stuff i built some 40k miniatures but we're not going to talk about that so let's <laughs> just sweep that on the rug. Yeah, hey dude. are you are you guys currently playing the bones of nozzle uh scene two is that a campaign in free blades it's the uh, no, it's uh, it's the D and D or it's a bright sword. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we actually, actually, funny story. Uh, before that, be, exa- right, right before night before I hopped in here, we were playing it there. We uh, we didn't finish the full scene. We got to talking to the count at the inn, and then also being offered to help uh, the wanderer's friend, and that's where we cut. But it was pretty fun today. Ooh, that's a good uh, place to cut. Yeah, so we ended up, we're going to pick that up probably in two weeks, but it's been a pretty fun campaign. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, good. I'm glad, you, uh, glad you're enjoying it. Um, cool. I was just curious. Well, sweet. Uh, let's um, 
so question for you, Irvin, then, as we kind of transition to the meat and potatoes of the mm-hmm. podcast here. Or, or the um, poutine in yeah, honor the of po- our guest. That restaurant I went to had poutine on its menu, so I'm just it's, saying. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Michigan, part of Canada. Oh, yeah, dude. Poutine's great. Um, anyway, so uh, what uh, – or how'd you get into miniature wargaming? Miniature wargaming. So uh, it would have been from uh, probably by – say probably but at least half a inch of wargaming started with 40k mm-hmm. but it really started with uh we had a roommate chris who is a, he's he's a fantastic painter he's a fine art he's a fine art guy works in a gallery so he oh, yeah. when we were kids in high school he had these warhammer models and didn't know much about it maybe i played one or two games i think i bought a few tier nerds off in one time and then I forget how it worked, but we always played card games, Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, in high school, whatever. Yeah. Eventually, he moved out of home and moved in with my brother and I, brought his Warhammer army along, along with the Magic. We played Magic. Eventually, he convinced Kevin to start Warhammer, which then convinced myself to start Warhammer. And then uh, that was probably, I don't know, a decade and a half, not a decade and a half ago, I'm only 31. So, go with a decade ago that happened. And then, yeah, at one point in time, things spiraled out of control. We got way too wait. We got way too big in the Warhammer. I guess not too big, but uh, eventually, at one point, we were traveling twice a month to tournaments and had a YouTube channel. We tried to do battle reports on that was okay, pretty successful, but then realized that's a lot of work, so stop that. And then, yeah, that's what started off my wargaming. And then we transitioned out of Warhammer, probably. Oh, four years ago now, three years ago, just before pandemic, so probably four years ago. Yeah, and now we've been playing. Yeah, we've been playing uh, the smaller games, pretty heavy into obviously free blades and things like that. Since then, we did buy some more hammer recently, but that's just to. I know everybody says, yeah, you say you're just gonna play it casually with your friends, but no, we're just gonna play it casually with our friends because <laughs> I can't be bothered to play more hammer competitively again. <laughs> It's not really flashbacks. It's not really competitive games. <laughs> with with like, the new army, always wins. <laughs> yes. You're like, I bought an army, so when all the prices jump, when Henry Cavill comes out with his new thing, oh, yeah. then I can sell it back for double the price. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thanks. That's How- it's really it's really fun to hear different people's stories. It usually involves Warhammer, but sometimes it's interesting to see, like, well, if we played Magic and then we did this and then we did <laughs> this, you know. How'd you uh, how'd you discover Freeblades? So Freeblades, uh, this would have been the first adapted comedy we went to. So twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. We went to Adepticon, <laughs> and at the time we were doing we were we were still trying to do the YouTube channel and try to grow that, playing forty k competitively. Uh, so that whole weekend on Adepticon was probably forty k and Age of Sigmar combined. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's Age of Sigmar. Was it Age of Sigmar back then? Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, 40k at Age of Sigmar. That's all we did there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we were going through the vendor hall. Uh, as we had a YouTube channel, we were just talking with different people. And uh, we wanted to try a new game. And we came across Freeblades. And there was another game we came across. I think Arena Rex was out at the time. We thought that looked pretty cool. And there's... But eventually it just so happened that uh, we went back to the DGS booth and we got talking with John at the time and he offered us, well, 
you have this YouTube channel. How about you just take the rule book? And he gave us the rule book probably on the the Friday just to read over and if you have any information. And then uh, we went back and talked to him. He's like, well, tell you what. If you do a few videos, he said, uh, I'll give you the rule book. And I think he let us – he gave us a starter box for each. Uh, chose, choose a starter box. I'll give you that for free. And that's how it started. Now, at the time, we probably bought the starter box and probably – Gave, he gave us a starter box the real book and we probably brought bought all the factions for the model we looked in the case and just yeah. out of out just look these are sick models so kevin's like of course i'm going to take the the romans riding the dinosaurs and i said well i'll take the horse guys so he picked out uh Trazerite, i picked out grular and then uh yeah that's how we got into free blades uh we actually didn't I, we didn't uh play a game or even probably look at the rules until the first time we played a game was Adepticon 2018. Is we wanted to play in the tournament. We wanted to play this game, but we actually never did. So we signed up for the tournament for 2018 Adepticon. We we basically do we have painted armies at the time? Yeah, we had painted armies at the time. We sent at that Adepticon. We one of our painters was going, so we picked up the painted armies from him, and uh, we played our first game at Adepticon 2018 the night before the tournament. Was that your mounted Grular? Uh, no, no, that would have been Adepticon 2019. Okay, because I remember we played we played the night before the tournament. Yeah, yeah, the first time I ever met you, we played the night before the tournament yep. 2019. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But yeah, uh, since then, uh, we were the first questers part in the DGS program, uh, and uh, that was pretty interesting. And we've we're hardcore free blaze players ever since probably 2018 at that tournament we got a lift the game's a great game uh but to us it's the community and the company that keeps us yeah. into it uh obviously the game is a great game but for us we we enjoy the community and the company how they care about the players is what keeps us yeah, coming back for more and more and more yeah, yeah there's not many like it you'll hear nope. that over and over so. yeah especially uh coming from warhammer it's like i don't know it's like being adopted by your evil stepmother compared to <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> compared to like your like biological mom and dad or the king and queen you know mm -hmm. but uh anyway so yeah that's awesome thanks for sharing it's kind of interesting uh, my first step to come was 2019 i actually played your grular list i think it was a wide open field jeff can attest to my stories about it but i was like i took my hair down and i started to hide in a corner and it did not work for that scenario and i was like i think i lost like turn four or five it was like why they're so <laughs> mounted and so fast they are mounted and fast especially and against hair they're like these fat guys running in armor like heavy breathing and then these Grular. if there's no terrain mounted gruelar is great yeah there wasn't on that but it was fun it was a good time you know but um, so speaking of tournaments, what was your mm -hmm. favorite part, other than winning, um, about uh, with uh, on the tournament at Midmitten Gaming Con? Okay, so, uh, so my favorite part at Midmitten was seeing friends I haven't seen for, because we didn't do twenty twenty two Adepticon, just things didn't work out. There's still the COVID travel restrictions above everything, and it just didn't work out. So we haven't seen our friends in person for what three years. So. It was great just to have a week and hang out with some buddies that we haven't seen for a long time. Yeah. Probably, probably the favorite part about a tournament for me. Yeah. Again, it's the community for me rather than showing up to Rec Race. It's not really the way I game. 
Even though you do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're like, cool. I'm here to make friends and wreck face, and I'm all out of friends. <laughs> <laughs> so your list there was kind of unique. Um, I remember playing against it uh, in that you didn't take a caster at all. So I, I just curious, what was your thought process when you, as you were like putting together your list, like, and it's okay if it was like, ah, I don't know, it sounded cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this list I built, uh, it was built for a local tournament we had in Ottawa probably the month before. Mm-hmm. That I that I won, I beat Kevin in the final. But literally, when I was building the list, I, I I looked at my demon and said, "What models do I like? I really like the Ventarks and I really like the Carvazals. And obviously, those are really easy models to like. Ventarks are one of, yeah. pr- in my opinion, one of the best models in the game. And Carvazals are just super super hard to kill, and they hit like really hard too. So my goal, as I built those models, I said, "Well, there's a lot of claws on those models." So I said, "Well, I'm gonna make the claw list." And I went through the demons and I took Carbazal as a leader and I took uh, so the Borgats and the Scrots as the followers. And then there was one slot left. And I said I could drop a Borgat and I could take a uh, Morkel or I could just add in more claws. So I added in the Skeezer. So I, I didn't really make a list saying this list is OP and broken. I just said I like these two models. And I just got as many claws as I can to a list, and that's how I ended up with the list. Uh, this the caster list list. I in all my other armies, if I was to play, if I was to play Grular, or I was to play a Falcarn, or any other army that I own, I'd play. I'd definitely take a caster. For demons, just the Morkels always never really made. Never, I've never really sought after the Morkel, mostly because I don't like the ten power and I don't like the D8 car. Sure. And the no, creepy model. Yeah. Well, the 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 the, the huge uh, the huge hands are just the goat ugh. hands. Yeah. <laughs> but no. So I, I normally when I build a demon's list, I don't include a Morkel. And uh, and then the players in the game will be like, it has it has a claw attack. You should have just took a Morkel. Uh, but yeah, I in all honesty, I normally in my demon's list, mono demons. If I'm obviously if I'm playing Dark Grove, I'll have a caster, but. By playing OG demons, I don't take Morkel normally because I don't find the points are worth it, and the the casting it offers is I find subpar to what when you get when you take another caster, and the model itself is more expensive than most casters. Now it does have a more offensive capability than uh, most casters. It also and has right. uh, yeah better savings saving yeah, throws a, compared to most casters. It's a melee uh, monster. But yeah. That's how I came up with my list. It wasn't uh, it wasn't a list that's saying what list can I take to beat everybody. Just I took models that I liked. Obviously, they are good models. I'm not denying that. And then added in a few models to make those models have more claws. And then just rolled with that. I played it at one tournament, and then I was gonna change up my list for the uh, North American Championships. But the tournament I played at was only an eight player, and I thought ah, I got pretty good at this one. I don't, especially for when somebody say North American Championships. I'm gonna play something. I'm probably gonna play something I know how to play, and that's what I showed up with at North American Champion, with zero expectations of doing well. Nice. Right. I I don't like the Morkel that much either for caster. If you use him as like a harasser slash objective runner type thing, I mm-hmm. think he works way better. Uh, it, it, if hindsight, if if hindsight, if I could change my list, I would probably drop the Scrot and pull back the Morkel, put the Morkel in. Only because uh, 
if there's a chance that you can get the what's that called the gall the gall must be crazy mm-hmm. yeah the girl I mean, that was cool. the first mission in the playoff round and well i did not have double casters i will get into that but it really didn't matter for that match but it could have been big time. It could have been a match killer by not having a caster for the Gaul must be crazy. Yeah, for sure. Well, and yeah. the, the Carbazol, those guys are really solid. You know, they're fearless. Oh. That's a big deal. Oh, they're so you just park them on an objective and they just don't die. Exactly. I think I think Roger killed one for that tournament in both of our games, but I honestly can't remember another one I, dying. I didn't kill anything. When we played. No, you didn't. Scott I didn't also had the same feat as you was. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't, guess I didn't kill a single thing. Coronan <laughs> did not like. Kandoran did not like uh, playing against my list. I know, right? Both both of them in both those games, the dice are like, no, we're not helping you at all. No, nah, that's cool. You can just lose because they <laughs> have merely not adopted the undead. Yeah. And then one thing I will note about the Morkul, as, as we're talking, just because we're talking about, it, I think it's interesting. He has a spell on there called Misdirection. I think it's two power. Um, it gives you a free three-inch move, and that's like a really powerful spell. He has gloom. He, he, he's very toolboxy. Hmm. So what he brings, he fills a lot of gaps. I think in the demon list. Um, so I do. I actually really like him as a caster. He's tanky and he's uh, he's got a really toolboxy spell list for you to like solve problems you know so that's oh be... yeah i'm sure if he used models correctly as it's supposed to be he's probably quite good but i am not that capable i just, it just creeps one me thing. out so i don't yeah. use it yeah, yeah just like this is weird how do i paint it do it I has make... no face if the model has no face i'm not playing I'm I'm like, like, it, i call them creepy hands <laughs> it's basically like if you wanted to make the model of the uh in um what scrooge or um, when he what's the uh, Ghost of Christmas Future? Is that it? Right? Yeah, Future. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. It I'm like, ooh, with creepy hands, ghost with goat of... hands. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. All right, so um, we kind of went over it and touched base on it a little bit, but well, what strengths did you lean on, and what weaknesses were you afraid of, especially maybe going into the tournament? Maybe what list did you definitely not want to face um, if you were, you know, if you could choose those kind of things? So I didn't. I, I it, in all honesty, I didn't prepare for the tournament. I literally showed up. I said I'll gladly play whoever, shoot, shoot some dice. Uh, the only thing was in the when we were pairing up and going to the final round, I didn't want to play against the list with another flyer. Obviously, uh, just because I liked having the the jump with my flyers and deciding where to go and having somebody else with a flyer would be unfortunate. But beggars can't be choosers. and uh, But yeah, so other than that, I, uh, I wasn't too worried about any lists. Just didn't want to face against flyers. The yeah. strengths on my list, I relied heavily on the the Ventarks for their movement, and the the ability to choose combat when they want to go in combat, and the ability to leave combat when they're done, and then again just choose combat to pick off targets. Uh, yeah. Ventarks is my favorite sculpt from Demons for sure. Other than the Scrats, Scrats are fun. Scrats, yeah. They just remind Ventark me of Squigs. Is cool. Uh, obviously they they they. 
suffer from the metal on metal wing syndrome. I'm pretty sure I've glued the wings on one of my Ventarks. Uh-huh. Probably. Like, there's a stack of super yeah. glue and green stuff. Probably about uh, a ha- maybe a quarter centimeter tall oh underneath gosh. the wing. Do <laughs> some JB Weld next time. <laughs> I didn't build the model. I paid somebody. To Here we go. It. Here's a future model idea. A Ventarks that just drops scrots. It's like <laughs> across the battlefield. Helicopter zim in. It's like a fat Ventark, so it's like fly seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But it just drops across. Poops them out. Yeah. Airdrop. Well, awesome. yeah. <laughs> so, um, what was your hardest match, and why do you think? So my hardest match would probably be. So I played. I played four people. I played one person twice. I played Jacob. Jacob, yes. Played Brandon. My apology. Played him in his mounted gruler list. Uh, that match went again. Playing a full mounted gruler list, uh, very hard depending on what t- table of terrain you get. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and me being me me having the flyers and being able to fly around, and I'm pretty sure that was an objective based match too. And if you're fully mounted, that was an issue. Now gruler have the harasser abilities on one of their sorry, they have a new what's it called? Deft Rider. Yeah, veteran on, skill on the Marauder. Yeah, on the, yeah. Deft Rider on the Marauder, so that'll help him a lot. So they're able to do special actions without staving still. But Breno's a great guy. Uh but that game was pretty one sided for me. My guys were hit super tough. He couldn't do anything about the objectives. He had to go to the objectives and he had to fight me. There was no way he could outmaneuver me because my guys just ran up to the middle and stood on the objectives. And <laughs> But yeah, so that was good. My second game was against this uh, not known player, Jeff. Who? Jeff. <laughs> he was. He hasn't won many games or anything like that. But uh, that was a that was a interesting game. I managed to spike a lot of dice. He managed to not spike much dice. And I managed yeah. to torch a lot of dice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, regardless, I, uh, it was a fun game. Any I, any opinions on that game, there, uh, I, GM? Ironically, you're not the worst uh, hit I took. <laughs> so uh, the next ge- the game I played right after you, the guy got a uh, like a 25 to cast a fireball, and then a 46 to hit me with the fireball, and then blew up two zombies, no three z- two zombies, wounded a Zedicor, and like it was just brutal. It was just savage. Long range, like it shouldn't have. It should never have happened, but it did. Anyway, but uh, yeah, our game, our game was good. I'll be honest. Like I came in the tournament, I was playing Candor, and I really liked the list. I, I think the list is really fun, but um, I just didn't know. I didn't know how to play it either. Like it's out of my play style. Uh, I'm used to playing more elite armies, and this was like a swarm army. Um, yeah. and so it was really out of my play style. Uh, and so I kept getting in my own way and misplaying. Jeff did and two things. And he cut his hair. Dice. Yeah, I cut my hair. That's really what He cut happened. his hair and he played an attrition army, which broke his pact with the Night Mother. Oh my gosh. All I remember <laughs> is that game at one point. My, uh, I think I charged you with a Carbazal to your leader. And I got like uh, 25 to hit. And yep. then when I rolled to wound, I critted and I just killed the leader at one strike. Yep. And at that point, you're like, well, might as well just call it here. Yeah. But we because... finished. We came to a natural conclusion still, but I just yeah. 
absolutely stomped some of your characters and then you just were left with zombies and at one point you're like, well... Yeah, I think you... Yeah, I remember that. And then, like, I touched the dodge. Or something yeah, yeah, you touched the dodge. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, you, cool, that makes sense. The leader just died in one hit. Yep. I think that shouldn't happen with most leaders. Well, and then one of your guys was in against the Zedekor. The, Car uh, the Carbazole was in against the Zedekor for, like... Oh, yeah, it was a Ventarx that killed my leader. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and then it was Carbazole. Uh, my Zedekor was just... We were just there. All the time. Forever. Playing patty cake. Yep. But actually, Carbazoles do that a lot of time. And, like, just stand at an objective with another hero. Yeah. Uh, most most of the time, if it's not a super, super close combat hero, they'll come out. But the whole tournament, that's all Azalakar did. He'd walk up in the middle of the board and just sit in the middle of the fight and just not kill anything. Yeah, the big thing was I was so slow that you managed to make it to the middle objective. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't. I had to go through rough ground to get there, so I I couldn't make it there on turn two, to like even pretend to deny you the objective. And so you and then uh, Zalakar uh, scored the objective. Yeah. That turn. It was a it was, so a, was it was a really big learning like moment for me playing against you. I learned a lot about Candor and stuff, so it was good. But I I was clearly getting frustrated because that was my entire tournament was, you know. 24 fate stones were acquired from me mm -hmm. over the course of the tournament. So it's like, okay. Anyway. The third game, the Roger. third game I played against Roger and that was a really close game. Uh, it was an objective game. If I remember correctly, I forget what mission it was, but all I remember was turn one. I said, do I risk it? Do I charge his, uh, his flyer? What's the Falcon Flyer called again? Paracure. Paracure. Do I charge this Paracure with my guy? Like, when I charge, I have I have the advantage to hit him, and I can, again, fall out. And I did that, and he just shoots, reaction shots me, and just kills it one shot. Awesome. Boom. Go, Roger. I said, I said, and then that took the took the wind out of my sails a bit. But then it was a very, very close game. Very Roger's a great opponent to play with. He really uh, is. Very, very close game. Very back and forth. Very stalemate -y. Like the whole time, Azalakar and the Lightbringer were just punching each other. I think at the end of it, I may kill the Lightbringer in the last round or had the Lightbringer down to one round. Lightbringer is such a good model and it was the perfect ally for his list he had. Mm -hmm. But okay, no, that was a close game. Uh, it came down to a tie, and that was the final day of the game. So I went two and zero. And uh, through Stankta's schedule, they were cutting through top four, and I was fifth place. So even because went, one of your opponents just sucked, yeah, he lost like, I, everything. It's crazy. Yeah, I was fifth place, so I, I actually didn't make it to the top four. But uh, I guess through the powers that be, somebody wasn't <laughs> able to play in the final game. I don't know why who and anybody would ever do anything like that. Yeah, and, it wasn't uh, a golf <laughs> tournament, though. I know that. <laughs> it was a, yeah, so, somebody had to work the next day yep. and or watch his kids or something like that. It wasn't work. a golf tournament. But watch his kids. <laughs> it wasn't a golf tournament, but <laughs> I mean, golf <laughs> tournaments are also legitimate. That's my excuse for missing everything. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah. So I I found out I was making the top the top four the next day. So I was we were planning probably to leave. That night, if we weren't, if I wasn't making the top four, or first thing, no, first thing in the morning, leave, 
But uh, I we ended up playing. It brought us to day two. Day two, I played against Scott. First game in his, again, Kandoran. And uh, again, he actually had a zombie spam as well. Uh, a little bit different list than yours. He had a different caster. The one that does some cool things, like gives wound back or something like that off of death tokens. Yeah, he brought the Jackal Priest. Yeah, I think I think his list was better. I still like my list a lot, but I think his was better. Uh, and uh, just to tell you how that game went, I forgot. I, at one point, I put a Carbazel on a piece of terrain, a gray piece of terrain. He wasn't standing up very correctly, so I laid him on his side. And the bottom of the base was gray and the terrain was gray, so I just completely forgot I had a Carbazel in that game. At one wow. point, John goes, Irvin, I thought you had two. And I go, I do have two. And I realized, but again, that was a very one-sided, one-sided dice game. Uh, and I think, yeah, that was uh, a victory there. I don't remember much about that game other than feeling poor for Scott not being able to roll over a five. But yeah. regardless of the reasoning why, I made it to the final table and I played Roger again. And that would have probably been the hardest game of the tournament because I'm not normally, since I stopped playing 40k competitively, I'm not a competitive guy. I don't like high-pressure situations, especially in gaming, because it just feels weird. I play a game to have fun, and then when, when I get into that final table mentality, it comes more of a let's have fun to let's win. But I start off every every single game I played at the tournament. I told my opponents, we're here to have fun. I understand it's maybe a higher-level game where we're more stakes right now, but if you want, you want to take a move back, you take a move back. I don't care anything like that. Uh, Roger again, great opponent. Very, very close game. Uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the dice were the main reason why I won that game. I just think there was great back and forth, high, but uh, managed to pull it out with uh, an objective win. But yeah, great game, and that definitely would have been the uh, hardest match. Just he's a he's a super. Thought he thinks his move out, and he does almost all the time very good plays. And uh, it came down to that one. A lot of movement tactics, especially with uh, having flyers versus flyers and things like that. And we were playing domination, so that one's also very important. Movement, because you have to make sure you have all objectives covered, because if you don't, you're going to start giving up points quickly. A, lot, a big movement-based game mm -hmm. for domination. and yeah. Yep. yeah, that's a really fun objective. And Roger, again, can't say it enough, he's a fantastic opponent. So he sure is. Uh, I don't know how he can't play Trazerite so with a last name like that. I mean, Rex Road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, what was uh, what was your favorite match of the game? You just went through them, so you know which one was your favorite. My favorite. Yeah. Uh, my favorite. The last game was a, a was a good game. It was a hard game. It wasn't my favorite though. Again. Don't yeah, like yeah, being yeah. probably game three against Roger. Yeah. The first okay. time I played Roger. Yep. Uh, I like that it came down right to the wire. I uh, it ended up in a tie only because of time constraints. If the game would have went on, it probably would have went in Roger's favor. Uh, but uh, that was a very close game, back and forth. I liked the fact that I was able. I thought as soon as he shot my one Ventarks turn one dead, I thought that was it was over. But uh, I managed to come back and try to hold off enough to get the tie but that was probably my favorite game excellent very cool
Well, thanks for uh, you know, thanks for joining us and sharing a little bit about uh, what you're doing. Do you know what you're bringing to Adepticon? Uh, so Adepticon wise, I'm not going to take the same army, even though uh, the competitive player inside me would take the same army. But no, I'm not going to take the same army. That being said, I'm probably leaning towards Grular, and uh, well, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I'm probably going to take at least the two Ventarks. I may go for the elusive, so uh, the two Ventarks and the two uh, Marauders now. Seems mm -hmm. like a pretty good you can't hit me. But also, there's a, a few other things. Maybe throw some ranged in there, have the Warlock for casting. So probably Grular. We'll have to see. But yeah, you'll probably see Grular with at least two Ventarks in it. And then picking up a list, just enough to say that I'm not playing the same list. On our next episode, we're going to be talking about anti-Grular list for not just kidding. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't need to worry about me. I'm not that much of a threat. How to kill the? How to kill a Ventarks? How to kill a Ventarks? Shoot it in yeah, the face. Ravager. In the face. Ravager again. Ravager. Just hope. Hope your opponent doesn't. Hope your opponent fails to hit and run. Yeah. Jeez. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> It never happens, run. though. I'm like, it, uh, never it happened twice in my game, my final game against Roger, and it happened twice. For me, I'm like, ooh, yeah, that's scary. It happened twice, but then what he did is he uh, left one of his elusive characters in with it against, or or no, no, he it happened, it failed against the hero, and then he walked one of his followers in to try to kill it, and I was able to kill both of those characters in one swing. Oh, ooh, sad day. Baylor Swordsman wasn't. Probably they die in droves. Yeah, failure swordsmen but are like chalk. like most like yeah. most like a lot of movements very important in free blades. How you set up and the charges and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's the Ventarx gives you a great movement opportunity and being able to control the charges and decide who fights who is yeah super important. Well, as well. especially you know, especially when you guys play in Saskatchewan. You know, the whole, all of your tables are mimics of Saskatchewan. Hey, we don't play that anymore. You saw my dwarf terrain. My dwarf table has a lot terrain. Actually, probably too like much terrain. On it. Yeah, I had to move the tower because I couldn't see my opponent. <laughs> it's like, why yeah, is this here? I'm, I'm pretty sure the tower is like two feet tall. So, or maybe two and a half feet tall. And maybe a bit too tall. Yeah, yeah for short fun. guys like me, I was like... Huh. Like I had to look around it to see my opponent's deployment. Yeah, it's, so it's, like, it was very mean? it was a very uh, asymmetrical table, which I hear is not a popular thing. But no, they're inc no asymmetric's the way to go. Symmetric tables are really dumb. When do you ever find a symmetric battlefield in real life? Ever. Mm. We should just go to player playlist terrain. I'm just joking. Yeah. Anyway, so, so no, we don't ever play on symmetric tables in Michigan. You make a does. table that's just symmetric. Our, our Adepticon terrain, it's not going to be symmetrical. It's not going to be as asymmetrical as our other table. Yeah, asymmetric be... but fair. Right? Like, don't yeah. make it so one side is way... That's the side you want. Yeah, make it actually, interesting. In game two, we were playing on a table that uh half of Roger's with third no uh six a third of Roger's deployment zone was literally an ocean. Oh, oh. that's funny. Brutal. Yeah, brutal indeed. At least he had a flyer. I put the bird over there. 
All right. Well, cool. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for appreciate talking with you and hearing a little bit about your insight and what you're doing and all that. So, yeah, um, we look forward to seeing you guys at Adepticon. That's for sure. Or maybe before, perhaps. It'll be well. I was talking to. We we did want to come up to the Starter Box tournament, but the unsanctioned tournament. But it's probably not going to work out. But Adepticon for sure. And if it's still on, I think Kevin and I are going to stop in Michigan the night before to, to cut the drive in half on the Wednesday. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, we're excited to see you guys and excited for Adepticon. Um, signups are this Sunday, so it's getting really close. It feels really close. It feels weird to sign up in January, though. It's like really yeah, late. Yeah, it Normally used to be November. November, yeah. I remember right around my birthday. Like, I remember having to set an alarm to go get this stuff. Now that I don't play any of the popular games, I don't really care. I'm not going to miss anything. Right. Actually, Freeblade sold out last year. Yeah, they this, more, right? They did. Yeah, yeah. And we're 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 gonna, we're gonna say they're getting more and more popular. So, but not 40k, 180 slot fill out. But eventually, maybe you know. We'll yeah. See. I think One they day. would never do that format anyway. They'd probably split into something. But who knows? You know. Like but yeah, I kind of I kind of go just to. Just to have oh, I go just to hang out. If if like I'm going and we're planning to play, I think just Lord of the Rings and Freeblades to be honest, and oh, then nice. just hang out. Are you guys doing the doubles tournament? Yeah, we're doing the Lord of the Rings double. I was like, that's a missed opportunity. If not, you know, we got to cosplay as two orcs or something. Two orcs. <laughs> yeah, except I have uh, Kevin plays elves and I play, and I play dwarves. I could maybe pull off a dwarf. You pull off a dwarf. To- and Kevin better, Kevin yeah, <laughs> yeah, he better pull off an elf. Get him yeah. some like pointy. Get him an Aowen, uh uh costume, or yeah, not Aowen, uh, uh Oh crap! Now I can't remember her name. No, it's Aowen, right? No, Aowen's the oh. Rohirrim girl. You guys crap. are missing an opportunity to just play. Um, what's it called? Um, Minas Tirith, so that you could just play Faramir and Boromir. <laughs> oh yeah, there you yeah. go. Two Minas Tirith. That would that would involve me having to find another army and either paint it and or pay to get it painted by the time the tournament comes around. I know a guy, you know. Yeah. Uh, not by the time the tur- well, if it was Minas Tirith, if it's Minas Tirith, if, like, min- if you buy a Minas Tirith starter box, you buy a Minas Tirith starter box, like it'll be done by the tournament. <laughs> Just paint that one guy on a horse that has magic white, and then everybody else gets blood belcher with, and there you go, it's done. There you go, awesome. Null oil bucket, five gallon bucket of null oil. <laughs> yeah, perfect. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this, and then uh, we're going to be diving into some tactics and little known rules here. Uh, I think we said that last time and then we haven't recorded in like a month and a half, but uh, we're going to be recording a little more often. So you can probably expect our next episode in about two weeks. And uh, yeah, kids in school do that to you though. So bear with us, but we, uh, we still enjoy this and we're mapping out stuff for the con next year. Just slow going with uh, life and all the fun stuff, but we're really excited. We got to meet with Irvin here and um, we probably will have Roger on sometimes, you know, we'll be, Talk about how uh, his we'll, second place list. And we'll just have him on and be like, hey guys, and that's all he, it's just that. That's it. You <laughs> was on the podcast enough to get the royalties. Uh, just, I'll call him up and record his voice. Hey guys, and they would just put it on. <laughs> like, hey, what's up? And just leave it there. Yep, and that was our guest, Roger. <laughs> yeah, he just popped in out of nowhere. Anyway. 
All right. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. Have a good night.